welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're here after having just watched, mere seconds ago, uh, the latest episode of Game of Thrones, 802. Nobody knows the title. It's Game of Thrones episode 69, according nice. to HBO. <laughs> nice. What are you going to do? Uh, they At some point, they do put up the titles, and I don't understand... Why you wouldn't just do that when you go live with your episode? They don't have that technology. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, beyond them. The Multi-billion double, the double dollar D's, corporation. The double call the president of HBO at 8.59 and whisper the episode title to them, and they just can't get it <laughs> into the system fast enough to update. Uh, the, secrecy, th- the secrecy is crazy. What would you think of this episode? I thought this episode was pretty good. This uh, I didn't expect. This is a... So this is another type of setup episode. This is a setup episode that sets up your emotional stakes and reminds you of why you're invested in the things that are about to happen. And we had, you know, there was some unfinished business that we needed to see with uh, Jamie and how he'd be accepted at the court of Winterfell and, you know, how he'd mesh with Bran and how things would fall out between John and Danny. And, and like we talked about last episode, that this is going to be uh, one of the big themes of the season is going to be you know, Danny and John maybe not turning against each other, although oh, maybe that will happen, but how they can like win the North and unite all these different uh, uh, tribes and, and interests and factions. And I felt like the episode went a long ways towards showing that they know that they need to do that with Danny's having a sit down at Sansa and it, it didn't get quite resolved, but it came so damn close. what do you yeah. think? No, I thought this episode was actually great. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably better than the first one. Um, I didn't feel like any of it was clunky. I thought this is exactly the type of episode they need to do before, presumably, a lot of these characters go off to die. Right. I, I wanted to get all of that unfinished business off the table. Uh, we we knew a lot of this stuff had to happen. And so now... And it happened in really nice ways. I thought maybe the best scene of the entire episode is Brienne being knighted. Mm. Uh, that was a really meaningful scene, I thought. Uh, th- there were a couple of other good ones. What did you think about uh, uh, Arya and Gendry hooking up? <laughs> Man, because I, I felt like that this was a very fan servicey episode, and oh, I'm yeah. a fan, and I felt like it was servicing me for the most part. Like, all that Jamie and Bran stuff was so good, and you know, Tyrion had to sit down with Bran, and that was really cool, and I liked the Bran, or the Sans and, and Danny stuff, and um, all the, the Jamie and Tyrion stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if I was ready to see Arya Stark getting busy with Gendry. Like, uh, I wasn't, like, I was thinking, like, uh, you know, okay, they're shipping them, obviously, last episode. the Arya looks like she's kind of uh, charmed by him and vice versa. And didn't just a full-on, like, yeah, our Ned's little girl's all grown up now, I guess. Yeah, she does uh, the, what is it, the, the RV uh, gambit from Independence Day. <laughs> Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, the dude's trying to sleep with her before they all, you know, potentially yeah. die. Who knows sure. if they'll be around tomorrow? I do feel like, don't you think that's in like Arya's character, like the, her kind of adventuresome streak? It's yeah. like, fuck it, this is a new experience. If I die tomorrow, why not? Sure, Gendry's a good-looking guy. I've known him a long while. He's, he's a good, he's a good guy. I, I just know if I were Gendry, I'd be checking for leeches right leeches? now. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be looking right. where she put the leeches. I know how this goes. Right. I, I, when she was questioned about how many women he's been with, I'm like, they're not going to, Henry's not a total, he's no way he's a virgin. 
And that's no, I but think. three's a good like three is the right number for Gendry, I think. Is it? Yeah. What if he like, said you, you seventeen? A, that's too many. That's too many. Are you slut shaming yeah. Gendry right no, now? No, no, I'm just saying Gendry is not that guy. Hey, on the street of on Gendry, the streets of steel, there's not not to do but swing your hammer or swing your hammer. Th- that's and entirely my point. He's got to swing that hammer. He can't be busy <laughs> swinging his hammer yeah. if he's going to get good at swinging his hammer. You know what I'm saying? All right, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, six out of seven Gendrys agree. Three is the right number. Yeah, that that seventh Gendry is a real. Real corker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't read the reaction or, or, or sort of decipher the expression on Arya's face. The the I can't even call it the morning after, but when mm. you know she kind of s- snuck out of bed there. Yeah, I couldn't quite tell what was going through her head. She's like, uh, "Oof, we're really regretting this. Look at this guy. <laughs> he looks like uh, he's just been in that uh, forge. Looks like, like poor sweating. man's Christian Bale. What have I done? What must uh, Gendry smell like at this point?" I don't know. He's been blacksmithing nonstop for like two days, three days. Uh, dragon glass. Uh, what did you think of the Theon stuff? Because that was the one thing that I'm not like when he came to court and pledged this Winterfell and Sansa gave him a big hug. Like, OK, maybe uh, I uh, and then he he pledges to defend him and his Ironborn are going to defend defend Bran from the Night King and the Godswood. I'm like, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Like if you're if if it comes down to you you and your twenty dudes versus the Night King, everyone's fucked, man. Like yeah. But thanks for volunteering. I appreciate that. No, I, I'm I, I'm kind of like not real. I'm not understanding exactly why it was such an emotional moment for Sansa. I mean, she yeah. did like like uh, Theon did kind of protect her and help her escape from her the hellish torment that was Winterfell for her. So like okay. you know they did yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. leap off of with, the parapets Ramsey, yeah. into the seventy foot deep mm-hmm. uh, drifts outside uh, Winterfell. Yeah, uh, miraculously survived. But no, and they showed them kind of like catching up later, like during that really nice montage where Pod was singing about the Ginny Oldstone's ghost. Um, Pod is surprisingly good singer. Yeah, yeah. They they talked about that in the behind the scenes, like that this the guy who plays Pod, I forget his name, has a, a really fine natural singing voice, and I was shocked. You, uh, we need a duet between uh, Braun and Pod. There you go. Yeah. That would be an amazing just reunion. If they can reunite it halfway between King's Landing and just sing their way uh, to to Cersei's throne room and it, just kill her. But Pod, Pod the ladies' man with the crooning and mm-hmm. then, then yeah, if, he's, if he the goes sword to fighting. Pod, uh, Braun and, and sing Cersei to death, that would be something. Yeah, I, I love seeing Pod uh, teaching these fools how to fight because he was these fools like... A season ago or yeah, two, seeing, maybe seeing Brienne, uh, you know, kind of like s- satisfied over his progress, and uh, you know, kind of Jamie being pressed. That was really cool. And then, mm-hmm. like, I guess we we talked about it in passing, but it was a real moment when Jamie knighted Brienne. Huge, and yeah. So, so I feel like that the showrunners put the showrunners the showrunners put their thumbs on the sides of the scales of I don't I got an Irish brogue there. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they they put the, their thumbs on the side of the the Brienne Jamie shipping scale. Because Tormund came up and like, I'll knight you ten times over. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to knight her the only time that matters once. <laughs> Ding, dong, father, mother, yeah. uh, warrior, you're a knight. Uh, the first female knight in Westeros history? Probably, sure. I, I actually couldn't swear to that. There might be some, uh, uh, I don't know, but I think yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know the, the full lore, but yeah. deservedly, I'd say. Yeah. 
She's she's done uh, a stand up job. Broke the Valerian steel being. ceiling mm-hmm. with the help of uh, Jamie Lannister. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you think... Because uh, I, I actually thought there was more kind of romantic tension there than I was even expecting. I was expecting just kind of the nearest kind of the wink to the the Brie and Jamie shippers. But I felt like uh, the showrunners are on my side. I feel like neither of them really knows what to make of it yet. Sure. Like they're the characters are not certain that that's where this is going. Yeah. Um, but you know, they clearly have enormous respect for each other. They're they're also very inexperienced in relationships. If you think about it, like Brian's only ever loved, like we talked about tragically a gay man and, and Jamie's only ever loved a sister, Mm -hmm. uh, who he's finally kind of found that she never really loved him back or at least, at least not the way he did. So um oh we find out a huge development uh this episode is we know what the night king wants because we assume bran knows what the night king wants right as long as bran lives like the the there is uh the i the the chance to rekindle humanity yeah and i mean well i mean more generally i guess the night king wants the uh, long night a really Mm. really long night right like forever night. it wasn't clear to me like why killing the three-eyed raven would guarantee that yeah. any more than like if like if only brand was left in the world then humanity is still super fucked and you're gonna have an eternal night just maybe with <laughs> not the night king around yeah uh we found that the confirmation aria's uh, weapon is indeed like what a lot of people speculated just a uh dragon tip steer steel dragon steel dra- dragon glass tipped rather mm. spear yeah. staff kind of thing um None of the more exotic options like still blow might dart separate. Or, you don't think it's going to separate? No, Darth I don't. I definitely yeah. think that okay. will will pop off and be significant. But I, we'll see. I got to go back and look at that drawing again because it could just be one of those diagrams that shows like a zoom in of what she wants the tip of this thing to look like, mm-hmm. and then like you know some kind of length or something. But I don't know. I need to take another look. We got got like three seconds of ghost CGI time. Uh huh. Is yeah. that uh, that's the double D saying that's all we're going to get? Soak it up. No, I. <laughs> that would be hilarious if that's the last we ever see yeah. of Ghost. But I think yeah. what they're doing is setting up, hey, he's going to be important. Yeah, not, get excited. Like, get excited. Monumentally important. They're not going right. to have fucking ghost statues after the, the war's over. Well, but he's he's going to have some role to play in the, the Battle of Winterfell. Um the like we talked about a part of it uh but the the what the 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 collection that i like to call the like the fireplace the place scenes where you see all these characters coming in and like uh, some of them are not wanting to drink but they all kind of mm-hmm. end up and they do. it's kind of like all of our favorite characters that are not like the big heroic characters it's like everybody except yeah. for like Janie and uh, Janie, john and danny are are there i thought that was really cool i i really liked the warmth of the lighting and it's the last time we're going to get to see all these people kind of relaxed and, and happy together because uh, surely someone in this, like oh, lots yeah. of these people in this room are going to die. And that's the thing I I realized as I was watching is like, I don't want, I couldn't pick any of these people that I'm like, eh, ambiv- ambivalent about uh, their deaths. No, I think really anybody is is kind of in jeopardy at this point. Mm-hmm. 
and that's why I say this is such a good episode because it sort of gives, you know, reasonable conclusions to a lot of the, yeah. the loose ends that now say, hey, anybody could die during this battle. But as Tyrion points out, I think we all may live. Uh, yeah. I thought that was... I mean, that's kind of like the, the bittersweet tone they're going for. It's like, yeah, we're probably going to die, but hey, might, we might live. And he lays yeah. out this like, hey, we have been through a lot of improbable situations together and apart, and we've all survived to get to this part in the game. Us surviving is just as likely as us not. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know if those are just as likely, but... <laughs> They're also they're both possibilities. Uh, it was nice seeing Jorah because a lot of people are saying, "Oh, the the one meeting we didn't get last week was Jorah and Lyanna." I like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Them uh, talking about uh, you know he's trying to get her to go down to the crypts and think about the family, and she's like, "Fuck that! I'm going to fight for the North and fight for Winterfell, same as you." Uh, him getting uh, the 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 Tarly family blade was pretty cool. Uh, Sir Jorah back think, with a Valerian steel blade. I think we had discussed that as a possibility last yeah. time, but probably we, we as thought, a joke, though. Well, yeah, but no, I think we made a real prediction that there will be like, like they'll shuffle things around, and maybe John will get the Tarly blade, or maybe John will get one of the ice blades that got split in half, and everybody it'll kind of all go around. <laughs> right. and everybody who had a Valerian sword will yeah, end up with a we'll Valerian get their sword. Appropriate vid- maybe not Valerian their own, sword. but you know, I think I think Jorah will end up with Longclaw. Because I think John will okay. take. Why wouldn't he take one of the the ice variants? You know. Yeah. Like that seems like it'd be. I like, think he should take fitting. all the Valerian steel swords, melt yeah. them down, and make an even bigger version of his like, dad's like sword, a, like a Final Fantasy style. Throw in a <laughs> yeah. couple of the blades yeah. from the, the Iron the Iron Throne. Why is that it? Start a new bastard name called Cloud. <laughs> It'll be John Cloud. House Cloud. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then, man, I tell you what, uh, Ramin Jawadi really pulled out the stops when the Night King and his army. Uh, took the field and there's these line of these like really creepy dudes with the, their ice spears and swords and the music was really intense and uh they showed uh i i liked how the the um true to their word uh with their with their interview last week the designers of the intro are continuing to evolve that we saw mm, the yeah. the blue tiles re- representing the the armies of the dead flipping ominously towards winterfell and winterfell for its part i think uh, turned over a couple terrain tiles to show like the different uh, defensive works, the the spears, and looks like there's a couple collapsible bridges that turn into like fortifications, and they're making moats and yeah. Uh, they yeah. did a really good scene. I thought they did a really good job of uh, laying out kind of the battle in that map scene. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know exactly what the plan is, but we know they're going to try to like bait with the uh, Bran, mm-hmm. and they've got like you know you can't fight this army directly, so it looks like they're kind of trying to funnel them in like kill zones and. Uh, like obstruct them and they're going to try to kill the night king in in one in one blow and and wipe out the rest of the army of the dead mm-hmm. uh will that if they if they successfully do that will that feel anticlimactic do you think uh no i don't think so because i think the true climax of the series is uh the the battle between the humans uh, which is you know, Cersei and Danny and John and or, yeah. all of them um so i don't King think it'll Lane. feel anticlimactic but i will say I I didn't see, and maybe he was there, but I did not see the Night King no, at the right. actual end of this episode. I saw right. a hell of a lot of White Walkers, right? But no Night King, no dragon. A lot of people have speculated that Night King's going to be on the back of that dragon, headed toward King's Landing. Yeah, this is a faint. Seeming more likely now. Yeah, but no. but we'll we'll figure. Or it out. Or it could be they're just really cagey, and they know that uh, that might yeah. they, they want to leave it until next week to see exactly how the battle's going to be joined. But next week. Uh, the rumble at Winterfell is going to go down. 
Yeah. Uh, Winterfell Part 3, Winterfell Lurrier is going to be uh, next week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about this on the instant take, kind of yeah. off-the-cuff basis? Uh, there, there were two scenes. So normally I'm sort of annoyed by this storytelling uh, shortcut or, or this like, oh shit, get me out of the scene shortcut. Which is? Uh, which is... It happened both in the scene with Sansa and Danny, which I actually like a lot, and then also at the very end of this when John is telling Danny who who he oh. really is, they kind of interrupt the conversation at right. a pivotal point. Right. Uh, and and you can kind of tell like the the scene with Sansa and Danny I really like because you know what Danny's thinking. Right. Right. That I don't have a good outcome for you if you want to rule the North. Uh, independent of me right sorry sansa which i don't quite understand but sure yeah um i i think it you know it was annoying but also nice and clever for them to get out of that scene before she actually is forced into an answer they also do it at the end um and i think that was actually perfect because we don't need to deal with the ramifications of that until the bigger threat is dealt with uh, and I think it actually leaves it to fester a little bit. Right. And and will it, you know, interfere at all with their ability to do the thing they're trying to do in yeah. stopping the Night King? Yeah. It's not bad. I, I I was really hoping that they just lean on the fact that, like, this is something that John and Danny both have to convince their people of and not something that they're going to, like, stir up enmity between themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was kind of, it, it felt frustrating to me to watch John do this. But But John never gets a chance to... Like state his opinion on on how he feels about being right. some kind of rightful heir, right? right. So I think he could have. He could have. He had a hey, few hey, seconds. Look, look, yeah. look! I just want to before I, I drop this thing heavy. I just want to let you know it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like nothing's this changed. Is, nothing's changed. You're still queen. I just want you to know that because like it's not like it's unprecedented for people to uh, abdicate the throne to somebody else that's got not as strong of a claim, but for yep. whatever reason, you know, some people get passed over. I did uh, notice they were calling him Warden of the North now. Yes. Uh, that's that's what he's referred to by Danny. So I, I guess he's no longer King of the North. I don't He's no, back I mean, in his dad's that, position. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's like Leanna said last episode. Well, you know, I don't know what to call. I don't know what you are now. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know what Danny thinks he is, which is just a warden. The, the Lord Paramount. Which implies that she also thinks Winterfell, or the North, I guess, is going to be under her rule. Right. Which uh, also means, like, what's like, like what Sansa, the Lady of Winterfell, yeah. like, what does that even mean? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's Yeah. So it's... Uh, a lot to sort out. It's a, it's a big political situation right before they have to fight in unison all together, yeah. which is going to be... I wonder if there's going to... Man, I hope there's not any, like, rivalries on the battlefield, because if you're doing some petty shit between the living when the dead's attacking... <laughs> holy right. fuck man you got no time for that yeah yeah uh oh one other scene i wanted to highlight is i thought the 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 scene with the little girl who won the fight in davos yeah where that girl's like right at the same age as shireen was and she's got like the facial scar and they had the like and you could see that he was just like oh my god it's the ghost 
it's the ghost of this girl. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that was a really, really nice scene, and he played it very well. Yeah, a couple of moments where they're doing pretty obvious yeah. callbacks to that kind of stuff. This like, is a very this in the last scene... episode very nostalgic for season one, like when oh, they were yeah. recalling Sam and like, oh, I remember when I first came to Winterfell, what a fuck up I was, and now I'm a badass White Walker killing, and lady slaying, Jamie like finishing Tyrion's quote from yeah, season one see, yeah, about yeah. how he wants to die, like, right? Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Uh, actually, Sansa sort of calling back to Rob being an idiot, right? Like mm-hmm. men do stupid things sure. uh, when they're in love and they're manip- easily manipulated. Yeah, that's Rob in a nutshell. It is. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? No, no. I'm looking forward to watching this a couple more times and yeah, doing the Tuesday podcast. Have the Tuesday podcast. We are going to flip things into the instant talk mode right now. Uh, if you are not a club member, that means it's uh, the instant take episode is closing. Is, is coming to an end like we said we'll be back tuesday if you want to join in our instant talk podcast where you can join us in our youtube studio and uh, uh chat with us and ask questions and make comments uh all you got to do is go to club.baldmove.com we're running a 25 percent off annual membership sale right now for new and renewing members at club.baldmove.com 